Talking Travel. We've got Sally Lucas with us for another week, and we're looking at some great stuff today. And in fact, you're looking at hotspots for 2017. Yes, these are in a magazine that we get as a regular um, issue at work, and a lot of the travel writers each year, you know, try and work out what they think are going to be the hotspots for the following year. So virtually they've said like 2016 was the year that the world partied in Rio. So they're looking now for time to ease back the pace and explore, um, you know, places that aren't, I guess, as well travelled to and are a little bit further afield. Right. So one of those is Romania, of all places, which okay. is where you've got Transylvania <laughs> and you've got Brand Castle, which is where Count Dracula supposedly Ooh. Lived, we all know he's a myth, but still, it's good. And Very the castle is fantastic. Yeah. It's a it's a magnificent castle. I went there many many years ago when I, I did a tour through Eastern Europe, which was fascinating because it was before the wall fell in Berlin, which I think was 1989. And I went there in 1987 and went through all these countries, and they are fascinating, like Romania, Bulgaria, all of those areas. Are, are just you know, and they're not on everyone's travel list, but they're fascinating because they're so old. Yeah. And so you've got some beautiful scenery, but you've still got the cobblestone streets, the wonderful castles, the old buildings. So interesting, Romania should come up there. The other one is Iceland, and that has become... Even, you know, for me, requests for it, for people yeah. wanting to go up into that area, to Iceland, Lapland, Greenland, and there's some wonderful cruising that you can do up there now. And some people like to go up there for Christmas, the home of Santa. Yeah. So they want to go up there and visit it. And uh, a friend of mine went up there to do exactly that about two years ago. And they even had to stop the huskies pulling the sleds that she was due to go on because the temperature was so cold they couldn't even expose the huskies to it. Oh, wow. It was minus 27 degrees. Can you can you do skiing <laughs> there? Is it a good area for skiing? Or no, not, not really? no, no, not really. No, no, no not really. It's not, not sort of that sort of um, landscape for yeah. that. The other one that's another hot spot is Chile. And, of course, everyone knows about Machu Picchu and, yeah. you know, of course, and all the other areas, but people forget a little bit about Chile. And it's a very long, narrow strip of land on the west coast of South South America, which only gets to about 178 kilometres at its widest point. But you've got everything there from the Andes Mountains to lakes to right down the bottom to Patagonia, which is like wild country, the Perito Marino Glacier. Santiago itself deserves time, but people often think, oh, it's Buenos Aires or it's Rio. or So I think Chile, I think that's a really good one to think about. And the other one in Asia, which I haven't been to, but again, great feedback is Sri Lanka. Okay. Um, very tropical, very beautiful, lovely beaches. Um, I think after that awful tsunami some years ago, of course, it, it dropped off the list yeah. for a while because of that, and they did have a lot of damage way back then. But that's all obviously well and truly repaired now. And you can go up into the hills, into Candy, which gives you a delightful sort of cooler, if you like, retreat. And there's some beautiful mountain retreats up in Candy mm. you can go to as well. So that's another area. And, of course, Cuba has okay. come on to the yeah. books. It's still not open for general tourism from America. It's mainly still like um, news people, reporters, politicians, people wanting to establish businesses. So it's not Is it okay open for Aussies? Slather. Oh, we can go yeah. there, but not through America yet. Yeah. So it's still awkward for us to get to because we can only go there through Toronto in Canada, right. through Santiago in Chile, or yeah. through Mexico. Okay. And you can go via that way. So we still can't go via America and down yet. But that will happen. And I think you've really got to go there soon because, I, like any country, I guess, once it opens its doors to tourism, I guess it's good for them, mm. but it's going to change. Yeah, yeah. And the Cuba of today, you know, well, it won't so be far, the same. Will I, it? It won't be well, the same. if they start, I'm just hoping they don't let things like McDonald's and commercialism really mm. get in there. Yeah. You know, you've got this wonderful influence, Spanish, Italian, 
African, you know, it's a blend, a potpourri of people and culture yeah. and, of course, and architecture. And there's some beautiful old buildings and cobblestone streets there as well. Lovely beaches. Again, you've got mountainous uh, areas where you can retreat to there as well. And it's the largest island in the Caribbean. So, you know, again, that's something else. There's, there's so many places I guess we could talk about, Dave, but we've yeah. only got so little time. But yes, that's true. That's true. But that, that's the top hot deals they're saying for next year. And I'm sure we could add many more to that list. We're taking a look at Italy and some festivals today. We certainly are, Dave, and I always talk about France, so I thought people get sick of me talking about France being such a Francophile, so I thought, no, I've got to talk about Italy today. Right, good. Because it's probably my, my second best <laughs> destination after France. But no, Italy is wonderful. And it is timeless, it is steeped in history, and of course, again, you've got a country that has striking scenery, wonderful food, culture, all of the above, and of course, it's made up of 20 different regions, So it's, and each region has a different style, culinary style, so it depends. Depends, you know, what you like. I mean, I love Venice. You know, I've had people say they didn't like Venice, but I think you've got to go there not in the peak of season. You okay. must go to Venice outside those hot summer months. Yeah. It gets packed with tourists, you know, and people aren't always tidy. More litter and all that sort of yeah, stuff. So people yeah. say, oh, Venice was dirty, I didn't like it, etc. So what months are good for us to go? What would well, you suggest? Well, for me, any time in Europe, really, I always say go before the season starts when they're fresh yeah. or all your people are keen to start the season again, which is sort of around May. Um, July, August, definitely stay away from. Um, if you can, into early June's okay. Or then again, maybe September after the season's over. Some people say, though, then all the... Um, restaurateurs or the shop owners, they were a bit jaded at the end of the season. So I still think before the season kicks yeah. off is when I like to go. But Good that's, idea. Yeah. yeah, so that's that lovely, you know, springtime. But those are the best times. But, you know, it's, Venice is fascinating to me. It's, it's a lovely place. And going through Tuscany, you know, you've got these wonderful, sh- you know, chateaus, castles. They're not yeah. chateaus, of course, in um, Italy, are they? That's in France. Um, Castillo, or something like that's Spanish. I can't even think what it is in, in Italian. Someone might ring up and tell us. Um, but, yes, travelling through there by car is a wonderful way to go through Tuscany. Or you can go by rail between your major cities. But once you get into the countryside, there isn't really an infrastructure of um, rail. So it's a good idea to base yourself is somewhere like... Is it quite like... remote? Is it spread out the country areas of, of Italy? Well, they're not remote, but um, as I said, if you can stay in Tuscany close to Florence, you can get a train you know, backwards and forwards to Florence as many yeah. times as you want without staying in Florence if you didn't want to. Because it's nice to be able to stay in a villa just for a week. Base yourself, even in two parts of Italy, select the two places you like, Liguria, Umbria, Tuscany, wherever you want to go. You know, the Liguria, because of the Cinque Terre, everyone loves going there. But, yeah, base yourself somewhere and just forage out each day. It's a much better way than, you know, having to get up every day, you know, check out, etc. So I always think in those sort of countries in Europe, particularly Europe, it works really well. England as well, you know, find a nice country cottage or a villa, base yourself in a couple of the areas and just forage out each day because you don't have long distances in a lot of these Mm, countries. mm. You know, it's not a long way. That's good. So it's a good thing. Like we're used to being such a big country that we we travel huge distances, but it's not like that in Europe. So you you can base yourself and do that. So Italy is a great place to visit. And lastly, but not leastly, just some of the seven amazing festivals that you can visit if you are going to any of these countries and want to include it as part of your itinerary. You've got the Holy Festival, which is an ancient Hindu uh, religious celebration in India, and that is H-O-L-I, that is spelt, um, and that's sort of in the, in the March, February, March time of the year. 
also in India, sticking with India for the moment, they have the Pushkar, famous camel festival, which is a five-day camel and livestock fair, and that is held on the banks of Pushkar Lake, and it's just such a, a sight to behold. The colours, the animals, everything that goes on, the trading. We were talking about Sri Lanka today, and Candy, up in the hills, as I mentioned to you, they have a, a festival there, and it um, pays homage to the sacred tooth relic, relic of Lord Buddha. Okay. Which is housed in, actually, in Candy. So there you go. So that is really wonderful. And there's all sorts of street, um, you know, uh, entertainment and all that sort of thing happening there. So that's around July. The cherry blossoms in Japan, of course, well, they're just so beautiful, but you can get autumn colours too in the September, October time or March, April for your cherry blossoms. Right. And then also sticking with Japan, you've got the famous Sapporo Snow Festival located on the northern island of Hokkaido. And um, it's quite famous for its festival there and the ice sculptures that they do, etc., which is wonderful. And then you've got a festival in Peru which celebrates the Incan Empire, which is held there every year in Cusco. And Cusco is just a wonderful ancient city that is, the, if you like, the taking off point to get up to Machu Picchu. So that's incredible. And this one I have experienced as well, the Feria de Abril de Sevilla in Spain. So this is in Sevilla in Spain. And it's a local one where all the ladies get dressed up in those beautiful long dresses with the flounces on the bottom and people are riding horses in traditional colours yeah. and it's just a wonderful partying festival nice mood see, yeah. and just fantastic yeah. to see. So if you can include any of those whilst you're away, why not? Because Fiesta. you're really, you're immersing yourself in, yeah. in the culture of the country and how they celebrate. So just fantastic things to do. And hot deals, what is around at the moment? Oh, so much, Dave, so much. I'll never get through it all today. Firstly, a 20-night fly stay cruise aboard the Radiance of the Seas. This is a fantastic itinerary, flying from here to Hawaii, to Honolulu. You get a couple of nights at the Ramada there before the cruise, then 18 nights cruising, all the way then down through um, French Polynesia, Papiete, Morea, Bora Bora, then eventually on to Wellington and Picton and into Sydney. So isn't that wonderful? That's great. What a relaxing, lovely yeah. itinerary that is. And it departs 19th of September 2017, and the price to start on that from $3,000 for an inside cabin and from just under three and a half for an outside. Okay, yeah. Airfares, taxes, yeah. all your meals for 18 nights, a couple of days mm. in Honolulu, can't do much better than that. No. There's another one, of course, uh, this is from Sydney to Seattle. So you actually are um, um, going on the Explorer of the Seas here and you're cruising through to Seattle via New Caledonia, a couple of ports there, and Fiji, and also through um, Hawaii, and then you end up, of course, in the United States in Seattle with an airfare back home. Now, that's April next year. How long does it take? Um, that's 27 nights, okay. so the okay. actual amount of cruising is 24 nights, cr right. actual cruising on that one. And that one starts again from under $3,000. For, a, for an inside wow. cabin and just over for an outside. Yeah. So there, there really are wonderful deals. Um, now, moving on, scenic tours or scenic holidays, uh, they just call themselves scenic these days, of course, are having a 30th birthday sale. I can't believe they're that old, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. They've been around that long. But they've got some never-to-be-repeated offers on a whole range of programs, so they're too many for me to mention exactly. But if you are interested in doing a scenic tour or you have one in mind, check with your travel agent because um, these are only available up until, I think, 30, uh, 30 November or until sold out. Some of them go through to early December, but it's a whole range of their holiday programs yeah. have got special fares on them at the moment okay and they've also got some discounts for solo travelers so keep that in mind because those people that do have to travel you know on their own they have some great reductions also for solo travelers 
Um, where shall we move to next? The Maldives. What a beautiful part of the world that is too. Now this is, again is a fly package and you're staying at the Santara Fushi Resort and Spa. It's a four-star property. Return airfares with Singapore Airlines, then they get a speedboat transfer to the island and you get what they call a half-board meal plan, which is breakfast and either lunch or dinner every day in an oceanfront beach villa. So how nice does that sound? Um, you can add in if you want an extra stopover in Singapore at a, at a small additional rate if you want to do that. So, wow, fantastic that is. And that uh, starts from under $3,000 ex-Sydney. So that is a really great package. It's available for sale till 30 November for travel from April to October next year. Okay, good. Um, there, we were talking earlier off, off air, Dave. You were talking about you know, the deals and when they come out. Well, Year yes. Boys comes out very early with their early bird deals and they are still available at the moment. A couple of new ones have come in lately. One is with Backroads Touring, the tour operator that we've mentioned on air before. They've got special airfares at the moment with Emirates um, for around about $800 on just selected departure dates. You need to check that of their Italian indulgence program. Well, that's good. Hey, How can they do to that? Europe. Yeah. Hey, fantastic. And Insight Holidays or Insight Vacations have got similar things happening with a range of airlines. They're using three different airlines, Cathay, Qatar and Etihad, and they've got some great air offers. It it's a, can be a fly-free if you're doing a tour of 16 days or longer, or again, you fly for about 700 for a tours of up to 15 days. They'll all have you know, specific cut-off dates and certain dates you can use them for, so <coughs> pardon me, just make sure you do check that so that you don't miss out. Um, what else was I going to mention, Dave? Oh, Ben Tours, the Follow the Lights um, tours of the Northern Lights. It's so been so popular that their date for January, February and March apparently have all sold out for next okay, year. Yep. So they've got a unique 15-day tour series and they're going to run extra departures starting October next year through to March 2018. I know it sounds a long way off, but to get on these cruises that only operate obviously when the Northern Lights yeah. are going to be showing are incredible. So keep that in mind if you're wanting to do the Northern Lights. And Spain and Portugal Travel Company have got some early bird airfares, uh, no, not airfares, um, discounts, should I say, off their tours. And that goes right through the 28th of February. So that's quite good. You've got quite a bit of time Plenty there. Plenty of time there, yeah. Uh, it's just a 10% reduction on selected tours between April um, next year and March the following year. So you've got a, a whole year that you know you can choose from as well. That's excellent, yeah. So lots out there, Dave. And we so could, much. We, I know, so much, so much. So get in early, as we always say. If you want to get a good price on anything, it pays to get in as early as you can. Thank you for today, Sally. Thank you, Dave. It is Sally Lucas with us, Talking Travel, with thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King, at 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.